Hey there, writers, and welcome back to the Well-Storied Podcast. My name is Kristen Kiefer, and this podcast is where I translate articles from the Well-Storied blog into audio so you can listen in on the go. Today we are here with a brand new article, brand new podcast episode, all about how to combat common world-building pitfalls. We've been talking a lot about world-building in recent weeks, including how to build a fictional language, uh, fictional cultures, and magic systems, all to celebrate the arrival of World Building Warrior, a brand new writing workbook now available through Well Storied. If you haven't yet checked it out, World Building Warrior is a 167-page digital workbook. It's a comprehensive guide to crafting fully realized fictional worlds. It's by far the most comprehensive and the longest workbook I've ever created, and I am so, so proud and so thrilled to finally have this opportunity to share it with you all. If you would like to check it out, do head over to well-droid.com warrior, and also I will leave that link for you in today's episode description. But getting back to today's episode, if you would like to read along as you listen in today, make sure to head on over to a different link. That will be well-droid.com slash pitfalls. All right, guys, let's dive in. Combating common world-building pitfalls. Let's talk about world-building writers. Over the past few weeks, we've broken down several key world-building elements here on the blog, including the development of fictional cultures, languages, and magic systems, all to celebrate the arrival of World-Building Warrior, our latest writing workbook here at Well Storied. Today, however, I'd like to talk less about how to develop your fictional world and more about the common pitfalls that threaten to derail many writers' world-building success. Shall we dive in? Defining World-Building Mistakes To name something a mistake when referring to fiction is far too absolutist a take for my comfort. There's certainly a craft to storytelling and to world-building in today's case, but writing is also an art form, and art is highly subjective. For that reason, I want to define mistakes today not as the hard and fast breaking of writing rules, quote-unquote, but as world-building choices that often don't translate well with readers. With that established, let's take a look at some of Worldbuilding's biggest pitfalls. Mistake number one, the world was built without intention. If you throw paint at a wall, you may create something that someone will see as a masterpiece, but to most, you've likely just created a mess. No matter how you choose to go about worldbuilding, doing so with intention is key. Haphazardly crafting governments, cultures, or religions will leave your world feeling flat while utilizing fantastical or futuristic elements without considering the effects they'd have on your world is a surefire recipe for plot holes and unimpressed readers. Mistake number two, the world is derivative of its forebears. Some story worlds worm their way inside our hearts so dearly that we can't help but be inspired by them as we work. But there's a thin line between inspiration and piracy, or at the very least, highly derivative writing. For this reason, take care to create original and engaging worlds for your stories. If you do plan to use popular elements featured in existing story worlds, such as pointy-eared elves or space swords that glow, make sure to twist the trope in a way that feels unique and exciting. Mistake number three, the world feels disconnected. Rarely are people groups completely isolated or monolithic in their beliefs. Yet many writers treat them as such for simplicity's sake. 
Unfortunately, doing so betrays realism and often leaves story worlds feeling false and unfinished. Remember, most people groups interact, wage war, and engage in trade, while there's plenty of social divide to be found within societies as well. The same goes for religions, political groups, and other such organizations. It's rare that any group would find itself in complete agreement on all matters. Thinking of our worlds as richly interconnected and in frequent conflict in this way can be complex, but it's worth the effort for the lived-in atmosphere that makes good story worlds so approachable. Mistake number four. The world has no personal impact. It's easy to create a world on a macro scale. Sketch its geography, define its major countries and cultures, map its religions, technologies, and magic systems, and so on. But at the end of the day, a world is nothing if it does not serve your characters. A fictional world should have a sense of nearness and a tangible effect on your characters. The way they see the world, how they live and act, what they hear and see and smell, and far beyond. To neglect these details is to sever any personal connection your readers might have felt when diving into your story world. So build the framework of your world, absolutely, but don't forget to view it through the eyes of the characters who will interact with it on every single page of your book. And finally, mistake number five. The world is established without context. In the thick of world building, it's easy to gloss over one obvious question. Why? Why has the Dark Lord risen to power? Why are some characters able to wield magic while others are not? Why can't time travelers prevent some of the world's most tragic events? Readers' suspension of disbelief allows them to accept wizards and wormholes and maybe even overlook a few minor quibbles, but it doesn't forgive a world built without context or a sense of self. The effectiveness of any story relies on the author's ability to plant questions in their readers' minds, questions that keep readers turning pages. But it's all too easy to drive readers away from the page if you don't provide the answers to questions that keep the wheels of your world turning. Alright writers, every reader will have their own world-building pet peeves, and for that reason we cannot strive to please everyone with our story worlds. That said, there are certainly some world-building choices that will leave a sour taste in many a reader's mouth. In most cases, these choices involve a lack of intentionality or the neglect of certain areas of the world-building process, as we broke down in today's episode. But as we discussed in a recent Story Notes newsletter, no matter how you go about world-building, a fictional world needs a beating heart. It needs to serve your characters, to lend context to their stories, and to extend an outstretched hand that invites readers to come explore. Focus on crafting a world that does just this, that deepens your narrative rather than overwhelms it, and you'll have little issue combating some of world building's most common and compromising pitfalls. Writers, thanks so much for listening in today. As always, chatting with you all and sharing these articles that I write for the blog here in this space is such a joy, and it just means the world to know that you're listening in. And sharing this podcast as well with fellow writers and really helping it grow, that means a lot to me. So thank you guys so much. If you don't know, this podcast and many other features at Well Storied are supported by my lovely Well Storied patrons, including actually our Pay What You Can program. 
This program allows WellStoried's writing workbooks, including our new World Building Warrior, to be downloaded for as little as $1. Each workbook does come with a recommended purchase price, and if you have, you know, the extra money to spend on resources to help your writing uh, skills improve, I do ask that you would please purchase the workbooks at this recommended price. But being someone who grew up rather poor and, you know, spent some of her early adult years uh, wishing that she could afford things to help her in her passions, it's really important to me now that I'm in a more financially stable place to be able to lend a helping hand to writers who also find themselves in kind of financially difficult situations. And that's why a little bit, maybe about a year ago, I started this Pay What You Can program where workbooks can be downloaded for as little as $1 or for the recommended purchase price, or for anywhere in between, or even above. Any sort of uh, purchase price goes a long way towards, you know, continuing to help Well Storied thrive. So in addition to supporting this podcast and keeping it running, the patronage that I receive from those who support Well Storied on Patreon also goes to supporting the Pay What You Can program, and also towards paying the bills that keeps the website up and running. And so if you have a little bit of extra cash to spare and you would like to help support Well Storied, make sure to head on over to patreon.com slash wellstoried. For as little as $1 a month, you can come join the team. So do consider that. I will leave that link for you in today's episode description as well. All right, writers, I think that's all I have for you today. Thank you so much for listening in, and I will see you guys next time. Bye!